Hey, Woken Free Nation, Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin, or even one of your favorite celebrities. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Woken Free, is there too. Now, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of... Woken Free! Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 240th episode of Woken Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we're having a really interesting conversation around what's the Black woman's experience in corporate America. But before we dive deep into this subject with two very special guests couple of things to go over. First, have you downloaded this episode on WokenFree.com through the Podbean app? If not, please do so immediately because that's how you're able to join the conversation with your comments. And we want to hear from you every single Woken Free Wednesday. So make sure you do that. Now, if you listen to podcasts on a device for which you cannot download new apps for whatever the reason, then all we ask is go to WokenFree.com go on the listen tab, and then pick your platform of choice where you're going to support us at. So you can follow and subscribe to us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, We're also on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify. Definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's a Woken Free world. So anywhere you want to find us, we're there. Now, also on WokenFree.com, you can click subscribe to follow the show through the Podbean app, which is fantastic. And on social, you can always holler on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, and LinkedIn at Woken Free. Now, if you have 90 seconds, which... Uh, let's face it, most of us do, we would also greatly appreciate a review. That way we get to learn a little bit more about how the show is feeding into your life and what you like most about it. So go to the Listen tab on WokenFree.com and pick your platform of choice where you'd like to give us a review at. And uh, with that, uh, I think it's time to share a little bit more about who our guests are for today's conversation. So without further ado... We are going to be speaking with the co-hosts of the Bold Black Girls podcast. We have first Aries Webb-Williams, who has over a decade of leadership experience in the tech industry, where she honed her skills in aligning teams and resources around a common goal. In her current role as a software portfolio advisor with Software One, Aries advises senior leaders on strategies to leverage cloud technology to solve critical business challenges. In addition to her work in technology as a consultant, podcaster, and speaker, Aries Webb Williams is known for curating transformative conversations, events, and programs designed to encourage collaboration among women and organizations for the advancement of diversity equity initiatives in corporate spaces. Aries is the board vice president of the DFW Alliance of Technology and Women, where she, alongside the president, co-leads the board of directors made up of executive women leaders. Furthermore, Aries is also the co-host 
of the Bold Black Girls podcast, an engaging 100 plus episode podcast dedicated to amplifying Black women voices and empowering them to live a fulfilled life personally, professionally, and spiritually. That the role that she's most proud of is being a mom to two amazing sons, LJ and Marvin. Now, if you aren't already impressed with who Aries is, just hold your horses for Kim. Kimberly Timms, a true girl of the South Side, like former FLOTUS Michelle Obama, born and raised in Chicago. Kim, a mother of a young adult that did not allow her zip code or circumstances to dictate her future. Despite becoming a teen mom at the age of 17, she was motivated to overcome the adversities of a teen mom. Kim is a creative problem solver, connector, motivator, and trusted resource. She's a lifelong learner who courageously lives out her life and loves authentically. Kim maintains an active lifestyle, networking, and flexing her love language, quality time with her family and friends, and in her free time, you'll find Kim doing all the things she loves and enjoys reading, dancing, traveling, partaking in golf lessons, curating playlists, or volunteering. Kimberly is a strategic program manager for one of the leading cloud-based tech companies. She serves as an integral resource responsible for providing consultative oversight, solution development, and process improvement in scale and productivity through change management, new tools, role, and process clarity. And without further ado, I think it's time to jump into an engaging conversation with Aries and Kim. Yeah. Before we start the conversation, though, we like to share a little bit about ourselves. And this week we're asking, would you rather lick a salt lick after a cow or suck a honeysuckle after a hummingbird? Mm. I'm going to go for a honeysuckle after a hummingbird. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I do too. It just sounds better. It does. I don't, yeah. like, I don't even know what a salt lick is, but right. I don't want to lick nothing after no cow. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm more of a bird person anyway. Look, I'm Googling now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I actually don't know what it is. I mean, I forgot. Yeah. I've heard of it, though. A salt but, lick? Mm. Yeah. Have you seen it a cow, cow lick? for me. Yeah, exactly. Anything after a cow, that would be challenging oh, for myself. Right yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I, with the hummingbird, yep. The honeysuckle. Okay. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Is everybody choosing that then? I choose I think that so. too. So we're all in alignment. <laughs> that's, that means yeah. we're all super smart. So that's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just Googled it and I have an image and I'm looking at it after the cow. I'm just get the honeybird. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it probably tastes bad though, too, since it's like salty, I, I assume. Yes, yeah, it's, li- it's literally salt. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Then. All right, so now we can jump into like the meat and potatoes <laughs> of this conversation. What did KJ pick? He's really like, excited. Yeah, jump to it. Yeah, he's excited <laughs> for this part. He does sound excited. <laughs> so, how did you both launch your career in corporate America? Ooh. I just want to make money. I wanted to work on computers. That was what I said when I was a little girl. I was like, I just want to work on computers. Um, I did want money because my mother was a teacher. I know they didn't make much money. So I wanted more money than what she was making. Yeah, I said, I wrote a letter to myself when I was 17 um, because of a teacher that said, you know, you open it up 10 years later. Um, Write a letter, seal it, wait 10 years, open it up. I didn't find it for 20 years. uh, And then I opened it and it said, when I grow up, I want to 
working computers and make a lot of money. That was the sentence. <laughs> I just wanted to be like Claire Huxtable. I wanted to be yes. sassy, <laughs> powerful, you know, be able to tell people how, you know, about themselves with my neck rolling and have a briefcase. And <laughs> that was the vision I had in my mind. So that was kind of the, the most detail I had about it. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I was not expecting those answers. Love that. Uh, so then uh, we definitely yeah. want to know, what would you say are the biggest challenges that you have both faced in your careers to date? I would say lack of opportunity. I would also say um, sometimes lack of resources in comparison to, to um, my clear counterparts. Clear <laughs> and I don't know about a third one. You go and I have to think of that. Challenges of racism. Yes, that's definitely number three. Microaggressions, all the things that kind of come with racism, they exist in corporate and also not understanding the politics around what you're walking into in corporate. Like it doesn't it functions different than obviously our day to day life and how we uh, handle our day-to-day life when you go in there it's a whole new space so you have to kind of shift the way you move in corporate outside of what you probably would do normally so I like that and that kind of ties back into where I talk about lack of experience and exposure because of racism we lack that and we don't always get the exposure or the opportunities to get the experience you know you apply for a job oh well you don't have that experience well how am I going to get if you don't go give me an opportunity yeah yeah I mean, and also my parents weren't in corporate, so they weren't able to teach me all that stuff. So you kind of learn by trial and error, which I definitely had a lot of error. Um, but I knew that, that the, the alternative was not go back to what I know. Right. Like I didn't want to work. Uh, I really didn't want to be a blue collar worker. Like I, wa- I knew I wanted the typical what you would think of a white collar kind right. of career. And so in order to do that, obviously, I'm going against I have, no, you know, I didn't have the mentorship and all that stuff in the beginning. I just was like, well, I got to figure out how to work within this system. And, you know, and add on to that, I would say like a lack of mentorship, because without my mother working in corporate, she really couldn't help me navigate and tell mm-hmm. me the different opportunities to go for and like how I'm for my daughter and telling her like it's limitless. You can do whatever you put your mind to. I don't think that I got that. Mm-hmm. And it's no shade to my parents. It was just from a cultural perspective that you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm, nah. Yeah. You accept what it's giving you. You don't be happy. Be happy with whatever you're given. So mm-hmm. don't negotiate. So if you tell somebody that you, you negotiated yourself, like they're like, negotiate. You better that. that oh, they paying this much. You should be happy. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you negotiate and tell them that you want more? Right. You ungrateful. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. I guess you were like expected just to be thankful for getting anything, even if it was just scraps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Yes. <laughs> and nah. Within our own community too, though, like we're part yeah. of this There's a group of black women in tech uh, on Facebook. And, and there's times where young ladies will come in and say, Hey, this will happen. You know, I got this offer. What do y'all think? And I've heard other black women tell them, you should, that's good. That's a good salary right there. Just hope, just be happy with that and, and whatever. And literally they'll be like, you know, uh, maybe one or two of us that'll be like, no, <laughs> you never just take what they said first, yeah. you know, like push the limits. Um, a lot of times you get 
something different. You're going to get something better, you know, if you try. But I think we just are used to being like, when you ask for something, when somebody offered it to you and you ask for some more, then you might not get nothing, you know? So just be grateful, you know, for those little couple dollars that they want to give you. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. You got to ask. There's no harm in that. Now, how has the murder of George Floyd impacted you in your workplace? I can speak for me. I feel like the company that I work for, they have really done a great job in taking what happened to George Floyd and figuring out those systemic things that are occurring in the professional realm and how they can better support their black employees. And they're tying it back to actual metrics that are going back to um, per se, like their pay. Right. So um, they're trying to increase the number underrepresented minorities they're creating um, leadership programs as well as other programs to help prepare us and just to support their the black community yeah so her company is a lot bigger than mine and and it's a lot more progressive i would say Uh, mine was we had an awakening (laughs) where uh i was pretty heavily involved in being vocal when everything happened. Um, I'm like one, like one of a few of us that were even in the organization. So speaking up about it and saying, you know, how it affected me really kind of got a started company. And over the last two years, we have been, we created an internal DEI board that I'm a part of, as well as we've hired a DEI program manager to kind of focus our goals in that space. And I'm pretty heavily involved in anything we do around diversity within my company. So I was just on a meeting yesterday about marketing, um, marketing and what we're putting out there and all those conversations. So it definitely affected us in a way where I think we were a little afraid in the beginning um, as a, as a company, but it took some boldness uh, (laughs) to kind of vocalize what, what we should be doing and offering suggestions. I've spoken with my CEO multiple times about things. Um, and a lot of it was just like, wow, didn't know that. Didn't know we needed to do it this way. And them kind of testing the waters and allowing us to, um, you know, make some differences. And we've, we've actually been doing it. Um, it's it's going to be a road, you know, to get where we really, really, really want to be. But yeah. we've started. And for me, that's that's a big step. I love that. Yeah, I think that, that, I mean, as as horrible of a situation it is to have uh, someone's murder create change where black and brown people can can fee- feel more seen and heard in the workplace. It is it is tremendous to see the the, the corporate change uh, and, you know, <laughs> at least in America, you know, uh, for our experience. And so when we're thinking about and, and we're just again, just to reiterate, just we're so excited to have you both here to talk about you know, the black woman's experience in a corporate America. What would you say are key things that people need to know about wh- what we go through uh, and, and what that struggle as well as what that victory looks like? Ooh. <laughs> well, I'll, you know, this is Aries from my own perspective. I think, you know, when I came into corporate as a young, you know, 19 year old coming out of college, well, in college, actually, uh, while I was in college, I worked full time. So I was working in a company and I kind of got spoiled early on because I worked in an organization that was predominantly black and um, Hispanic. It was like this tech support office in the hood you know we all were in the hood so our managers are black everybody was black I was it was just great like it was a wonderful experience and then 
they were closing that office down and spreading us out in other places. And it immediately changed. Like once we weren't all together, it was like, whoa, night and day. And I think what I didn't realize, because I came in feeling like I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I, you know, I just, I just knew my stuff and people start doubting you and kind of not listening to your voice. (laughs) And it will start creating that imposter syndrome that um, I really never thought I would ever have being the type. I'm an Aries. Okay. So, you know, I don't like, I don't like confidence, but (laughs) I started lacking it, you know, and I would just start being quiet because I'm like, well, I'm not being heard anyways, or maybe I don't know what I'm talking about and doubting myself. And I definitely um, saw it very visibly in multiple organizations. I've worked in some of the big name companies and it has happened to me everywhere. I've been laid off for opening my mouth and speaking up about things. And I think it definitely is not for the week. <laughs> but I think one of that's re- really the reason why we started our podcast was because we saw this, this space that even in the black women sphere, we weren't having the conversation with each other about it. It was like, like, I just thought Aries was the problem. I'm like, they just, I just need to learn how to be quiet. You know, that's the problem. That's why I'm getting laid off. I'm talking too much. I need to just be quiet and do this and that and trial and error my, on my own. Right. I was trialing and erroring things saying, Oh, you know what? I'm going to say yes to everything. And I'm going to be super nice and see how they do. And I got a promotion when I did that. And I was like, what? I was like, well, I can't sustain this because this is actually not feasible, you know, to be like this. And so um, it wasn't until I feel like we all started talking to each other about what was going on. They were like, wait, what? You're in New York. And that happened to you. That happened to me. Like right. we got the same coworker, you know, like it's the same thing. And realizing it was a system. It was not an individual thing. How we live our life outside of these companies is not how the politics works internally. There's that passive aggressive professionalism, you know, thing of the corporate clapbacks, you know, how to respond to somebody without actually saying what you really want to say. And it's really being fake, you know, to a certain degree. Um, some people chose to assimilate and try to just do what they do and what whatnot. Um, networking, you have to build your network within the organization as well. Like there's uh, so many things that are a part of it that you have to kind of get your mind wrapped around. And it's not just like a straight line. Like you have to figure out what works for you and, and your personality and stuff as well. So Wow. Aries took the words out of my mouth. And to add on to that, I would say knowing who you are. And for me, in corporate America, not forcing things that don't work for you any longer, kind of going back to the cultural thing, we're told to accept whatever, knowing that you're never stuck. um, Because a lot of times we have those limiting beliefs, and it comes back to that imposter syndrome. So you think, well, where is there? Where else can I go? Like, is my skill set something that is needed? And I'm working next to my colleague, Becky, and I'm surpassing her and I'm not being recognized. So that can be very frustrating when you're trying to go upwards towards uh, on your career ladder. Mm -hmm. So kind of, I would say as black women, our experience, we don't realize that we're being gaslit. Um, The microaggressions, we probably need to sign up for some therapy because little do we know that's really trauma. It is. That we're experiencing in corporate America and we don't necessarily know or are we equipped with the tools to help us navigate that so that we can have a thriving career. Yeah. Working harder is not smart. Smart is not rewarded. (laughs) Working working strategic is actually more rewarding. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah that's definitely true. Given that you both are successful in your career and in the podcasting world, what are your best tips for managing all of it? Mm. Find consistency that works for you. Find a, a, a rhythm, you know, yes. that works for you. Like we record on Sundays, mm-hmm. which is our kind of day of freedom. <laughs> so yes. we record at a time that works for both of us, you know, and we just try to stay consistent in that. I think, you know, you need your livelihood. So you got to do what you got to do, you know, work-wise. But I think taking time out for self is also really big. We just talked to Natasha about that. Um, and as an individual, you have to take care of yourself. You know, you have to put your mask on. We're both mothers as well. So, you know, family responsibilities. I have aging parents, you know, so does Kim. She, you know, so there's things that we always have going on, but you just still have to find those times that you know to take uh for yourself for me i would say the power of no which relates to boundaries and knowing not to overload overload your plate you can't do everything and we talked about this on the podcast as well as knowing when to outsource certain things Mm -hmm. um so there is definitely power in that i know you know we talked about shonda rhymes being power of yes but i have truly embraced the power of no no it's great i love no (laughs) yes (laughs) Love that. So important. Uh, now, for for Woken Free Nation, for those listening right now, how can uh, they and us support the Bold Black Girls podcast? By go following us on YouTube. We just crossed our 1,000 subscribers. And Woo-hoo! so we are now monetized. Yes. Nice. So that's something we're really proud of. And, you know, the YouTube world is different than this podcast world. So, <laughs> Just to get to a thousand, I'm like, there's a thousand people that like subscribe to our page. You know, we we celebrate all our little wins. I don't, yes. you know, we're not looking like, oh, we need to have a million. No, we're not there. <laughs> and actually, I don't want a million people listening to me. I don't think right now. Right. Um, but yeah, so nice. subscribing to our podcast on yes. YouTube, um, as well as um, we we are on Instagram as well. So um, I think I'll send you the I'll send you the links, Natasha, too, if you need them. Perfect. No, nope, absolutely. We we definitely would love to include that. All right, then what's next for the Bold Black Girls podcast? <laughs> what is next? for the, You know what? We actually talked about putting together a summit um, for black girls. Um, and that's something that we've been kind of thinking about, strategizing about, trying to figure, find time to actually um, put out there. And honestly, I feel like we have it all. Like we have a good little plan, but some get back to in-person events. Um, now that things are kind of opening up again, we, we had had a really great in-person event before COVID and we felt like the momentum was going to continue that way. And it just, you know, the world shut down. So we didn't get to, to do it, but getting back into the in-person, I think we, we know that there is a need and we've had so many black women that have reached out as well as black girls. I just had some day from our, um, a STEM program that I'm a part of. Um, saying, Hey, two girls in the program, they're all six through uh, sixth grade through 12. And was like, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to start a podcast. I want you to listen to this episode and tell me. I'm like, oh, my God, like a little girl who started her own podcast. And I'm just excited. So, you know, just kind of getting back out into the community, you know, with what we're doing and try to figure out how we can support black girls as they're growing, as well as other black women along their journey. I would agree to add to that, to, to know and embrace their boldness. And so, um, you know, they say you're made for such a time as this. We made for this. And so we want others to know that 
it's possible, right? Yeah. To be bold in your careers, to be bold personally. It's not all about careers, but how do you show up as a bold woman just in general? Love it. Absolutely. So with that, uh, any other advice or tips that you want to have for those who are thinking about starting a podcast or thinking about you know, making career changes in their life or learn how to be a better, bigger, bolder Black woman in their life, what would you say to them? Just do it. <laughs> nice. Very do nice. It and do that it. was not even coordinated. It was. A do it and do it scared, yeah. right? Like mm. I... Man, I grew up scared of everything. Yes. Um, and so I'm the person, me and Kim, when we travel, we go on an adventure. We're going to try something that we probably would normally not do, you know, just and be scared and do it. Because yes. once you do it, you realize like, oh, I'm tripping. Like, I could have been doing this all along. And you may be missing out on what you are supposed to be sharing with the world. Everything we go through is not for us all the time. It's for us to bring someone else along and help them avoid those things um, along their path. So don't be afraid. Like, even if you are afraid, do it anyways. Yeah. Just do it. Be like, yep, I'm scared as I'm walking toward, as I'm pushing the publish button for the first time, as I'm, you know, speaking in front of people for the first time or whatever it is that you're doing or joining, getting in a new industry or whatnot. But yeah, just do it. Do it scared. I agree. I would have to definitely say that. And Natasha, you would appreciate this. So while in Jamaica, I went to, um, I said Blue Magic Mountain, I think. And I jumped in a waterfall. I was yes. scared, but I had to, yes. I literally had to talk to myself like, hey, Kim, you're going to be, you're going to be fine. Just do it like Nike. Just do it. And I did it. And I was like, oh, I feel good. Yeah. I did it. That's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, thank you both for joining the show, sharing uh, how what the black woman is going through the, 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 the trials, the tribulations and the successes. And thank you for both doing what you're doing and sharing your story. The world needs it. The world needs your podcast. And we're so honored to have you both here to, to share your stories. Thank, thank you, you for thank having you. us. Thanks for having Thanks. us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Alrighty, ladies, that's it. So you have a wonderful rest of your day. Such thank great you. conversations. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Natasha Khalil. Thanks for me, KJ. Yes, (laughs) off to go feed the baby. (laughs) All right, bye. 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 It looks like we are at that time again. It is the coming to the end of our 240th episode of Woke and Free. Quite the episode discussing what's the black woman's experience in corporate America. Khalil, what do folks need to do now? They know what to do. Come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show like our fabulous guest today, what do you got to do? You got to go to our Contact Us page on WokenFree.com. That's W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. And submit your story. Tell us why Woken Free Nation wants to hear all about you. And if you're on social, definitely always connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, at Woken Free. And for all sponsorship and collaboration queries, hit us up on our, you know the deal, contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.